0: I'm gonna make him an off I feel the need, the need for me, for a He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fanick. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids. Uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. talking to me. Together they bring you the best movies
1: you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you.
0: Rent BioStream, Stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. the best movies you've never seen
1: the first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club with Stephen Fennec and Trevor Long this is the captain brace for impact
0: Well, welcome to the best movies you've never seen, and I'm excited. I'm very excited about this movie. Uh, My name is Stephen Fennec, by the way, and I've seen this this movie, The Sound of Music, more times than I can even count. This was the movie, by the way, that spurred us, Trevor Long and myself, to create this podcast. Trevor, welcome. Tell me. That you,
1: ne- I, I'm, I'm so happy that you've finally seen the sound of music. It, it's, it's been a long run. I mean, I wasn't there for the filming of it like you were, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was made before I was born, mate. So come on, you don't have to be like that. But you know, <laughs> it, it was, it was a show. It's a show. It's a movie we've talked about a lot on our other podcast, two blokes talking yeah. tech, just in passing or you know making jokes about it or whatever. And you just have never understood slash believed. That I'd yeah. never seen this movie, which is exactly as you say. It's the reason we, we're thinking. Hang yeah. on a minute. You've got all this knowledge. Could you actually bring that knowledge to me via a podcast? And that's where we are today. <laughs> well,
0: uh, I think, uh, and I forget what episode, but we did talk about it in that particular episode of Two Blokes. And I think even in the middle of that conversation, we 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 made a decision to do it. And we even we even. Uh, we were working out who we could get to sponsor it, and That's we right. ended up. It was up straight after that that we got Fetch. in touch
1: with Fetch, and uh, and and I went. This is it. This is the show, and and let me be. I'm pretty sure I've sung parts of this 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 movie in our other shows. So not, by the way, not, please don't I'd do that today, Yeah, don't do that now. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, before we dive into the show, though,
0: I'd love to just read out a, a great review from one of our listeners from Bellbird Web, uh, and, and I think it's a she. Bill, Bird, could be he or she. Uh, yeah. It says, this has become one of my favourite podcasts. As this podcast goes on, it gets better and better. The movies are great. Hearing some of the detail in them is great. And the best part is hearing Trevor's reactions to some of the great movies he's never seen, but we all have.
1: So and that's fine. That's what's beautiful about this is it's totally fine if you've never seen it. And I, I will still remember all the way through however many episodes we do over the years ahead. In yeah. the early couple of movies, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had a differing view on the way things were presented or the way interpretation. And yeah. I think you said after one of them, you said, "I'm going to rewatch that now with yes. that in mind." And I think if I can bring that to you, dear listener, and Stephen, that's the best I can offer. Well,
0: anything, any, any fresh—I I love the fact that you got fresh eyes on this. So, fresh you know, eyes you know, on one of know, the oldest <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, you know how when you, you know people say you, you're too close to something, you're too close yeah. to it. Spot I on. think I think I'm like that with a lot of the movies I've seen umpteen times. Mm. And you coming in fresh and you got a different set of eyes. And and I think the movie you're referring to was Joker. I think Joker you thought oh, that's did, right. even, yes. did that even happen? It was a dream. Did, did, and that that gave me I never thought of it that way. So yeah. you are bringing a fresh, fresh perspective to the show, mate. I love that. So let's get into it. Uh, the Sound of Music was released back in 1965, well before I was born, Trevor, just for you. Okay. It stars Julia, Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer. And it was based on the true story of the Von Trapp family. Oh. So wow. there's one thing you didn't know, that it was based on a true
1: story. <laughs> I certainly picked up in the intro that um, that it was... You know, a, a musical, Rogers and Hammerstein, it was a yep. musical that had been turned into a movie, but I, I had no idea it was a true story. Based on
0: the story of the Von Trapp family, uh, it was, a, it's an all-time classic, classic musical. It was first, though, a Broadway show in 1959 mm. by Rogers and Hammerstein, mm. and uh, and then obviously went on to become a film released in 1965, directed by Robert Wise. So before we get into it, mate, you knew about this. I, I can never forget what you said about this movie. All I know about it is that there's singing and Nazis. Is that right? <laughs> that was that was your impression of the sound of music.
1: And the funny thing is the, um, and I have unpacked this a bit with, um, in, in our other show. My my uh, my wife's aunt Arnie Shell, um, who uh, has an intellectual disability. She's the most wonderful lady in the world. And whenever we're at Christmas lunch, uh, any lunch. She's Had a gut full. We just put on the sound of music, that's her movie, and she just sits there singing away. Oh, oh so I've walked through, I've seen it, and so that's yeah. the Nazi thing's actually only a very recent thing the last kind of five or ten years because I've seen yeah. a part where the, or I've seen it, you know, whether it's a swastika, see the or so yeah, right, that's, right. That's the only twig I had, um, okay. of that, but you know, I obviously knew it was musically based because of all yeah. the songs. Um, I've obviously seen the, you know, the opening scene of, of, of her on the hills <laughs> and stuff, but I, I legit had no idea what the storyline was. Like if I was on Millionaire, because I use that analogy all the time, and they said, is it a story of this, this or this, I, I would have said, I'll pass Eddie. You know what? Oh, that is a good thing. I'm gonna from now
0: on. I'm gonna make up a millionaire question for you. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, from the next show onwards, I'll make a millionaire style question. That's gonna be the. That's gonna be a new section where you got to answer the question before.
1: Maybe I've got to answer on. it about the next week's show. Uh, next well, week based on what movie.
0: you thought beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? This movie uh, was. There was a lot riding on this movie. The, to the studio was 20th Century Fox behind this film, okay? And when the, show, the Broadway show opened in 1959, so uh, Fox said, right, we need to buy the rights to this movie, which they did. They bought the rights back then for $1.25 million. But then what happened, Fo- uh, 20th Century Fox produced the film Cleopatra, which was a massive flop, $40 million oh. flop for the studio. And so this they had already got they were committed to making sound of music so this was like a do or die movie for the studio and as we know this was a it was a home run. Mm. It was nominated for 10 Oscars and one for best picture was best picture in 1965, one for best director for Robert Wise, one best sound, best film editing, best music score, adaptation because remember it was from a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Julie Andrews was nominated but didn't win.
1: Yeah. Chris
0: Yeah, Christopher Plummer, not even nominated for an Oscar. Considered by many, myself included, I reckon to be the best musical film of all time. And I'm not alone when I say that, as I said. Uh, When it was first released, this is how popular it is. When it was first released on home video, it stayed on the charts for five years. (laughs) Home video charts. That's how popular it was. Right, we're going to dig into the movie now. This is what we call the last exit before the freeway. And if you haven't seen Sound of Music, which I would find that very surprising, you can watch it, though,
1: on Fetch. And Fetch are proud sponsors of the best movies you've never seen, and we appreciate their support because it's perfect. It's the perfect match. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, If you want to watch these movies, all you've got to do is look up your Fetch box. If you haven't got a Fetch box, you can buy them at major retailers or ring your internet provider to see if they have Fetch available and do what I did, just press the voice button and say Sound of Music, and it will show you the Sound of Music. You can then click to either uh, watch it um, via their own movie store uh, or there's other viewing options for a lot of titles. There's over 9,500 movies to buy or rent. But on that movie title, you can see Rotten Tomatoes ratings, so you can actually get critic reviews. You can also curate through from this. You could look at actors or actresses that were in this and find other movies they were in. There's a whole bunch of things you can do with your Fetch Box, so a great way to watch movies. And we appreciate their support here on the best movies you've never seen. All righty, well, if you're still with us, you're gonna we're gonna dive right in.
0: We're gonna climb every mountain and uh, get on with this thing. <laughs> okay, so you so you got that you, you got that joke, which means that you you, you know that's in the movie. Pay attention. Yep, <laughs> you pay attention. So now that you've seen it, mate. Did it meet your
1: expectations? Exceed your expectations? Or you're just huh? What's the fuss about? So, because it had music in it, I was very nervous. I'm not a musical man. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not one for musical shows. Now, okay. you know, kids' movies with music in them are bad enough, right? But doesn't Frozen. have music in it? Does Cars 3 have music in it? Yeah, but it's, it's back, it's not singing. Whereas Frozen, right. there's like, he's like a musical. There's actual okay. singing in it, right? So, I'm Frozen talking about music. a musical. Um, right. Okay. So, so you,
0: you're not, saying you haven't, you're not used to watching musicals with live people. Animated not,
1: movies? Mate, That's right. I'm not Live a fan. You're right. I'm saying I'm not a fan of musicals, okay? It, right. it would not be in my top three genres, even if I could name three genres. So coming into this, very nervous, because you, you said to me, mate, it's a three-hour movie or something, and I thought, oh, no. Not sure. like, yeah, it's, two hours, it's gonna, 45, yeah. It's going to be hard to push through. But so in terms of expectations, exceeded my expectations, probably doubly so, because... Really because the music, the music worked. The music actually, in, yeah. there was probably only one time I went, this doesn't need to be a song, okay? That's yes. the thing about, it's like, dude, just, just script this. Um, it doesn't need yeah. to be music. But, you know, even at the start in the, in the convent, the, the nun singing, that was just a really fun way to integrate music into a piece. It didn't have to be a whole bloody palaver. Well, but what most I like importantly, it, I like the music, sorry to interrupt you. What I like uh, is that the music
0: helped tell the story. Spot it wasn't off. just there for the sake of it. It wasn't well, say,
1: okay. Insert song here. It it helped tell the story. I think. I think even more so, it was. At, it wasn't the story. So, my my point there is there was an actual story here. <laughs> this is this is what's blown my mind today. Is there's a story like there's a there's a really strong actual story here of this this woman, this man, this family, um, war. There's just there's so much in it. I absolutely it. Yeah. had no idea. There was so had much in no,
0: it until I mentioned it a few minutes ago. You didn't realize this was based on a true story, did you? No.
1: Right. Okay. Not at all. I've blown
0: your mind already? We're just Mate, ten, not even. This, ten is, this has been
1: a huge day for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So, how would you tweet this? What would you say in a tweet? I I, th- I thought about this, and I think I would I, I would say people probably dismiss the sound of music as an old school musical. But in reality, it's got a really strong storyline, amazing locations, and is well worth the watch. First time or the hundredth time?
0: Very good. Well, speaking of hundredth time, that's probably talking <laughs> about me. I think, As I said, I've lost count of the times I've watched this movie. It is a, it's a favourite film of my parents. My oh. mum and dad, they said to me, I said to them, Dad, I had coffee with my mum and dad today, and I said, Trevor and I, the movie we're doing tonight is Sound of Music. And they, were, they said, we watched it again the other night. They'd already seen it, and I find Can you get your parents to listen to the podcast for the first well, time. I'm gonna probably get them to listen to this one, yeah, for sure. But, um, I, I, if I find myself if it's on TV, if I'm flicking through the channels and it's there, it's like, okay, well, they've got I've got to watch it now, it's, it's got <laughs> every single time. So, I, I often do that. I love this movie so much, though. My wife and I
1: did the Sound of Music tour in Salzburg. This was, now, our, Stephen, <laughs> this was our Stephen. honeymoon. I know that I know that story. You've told me before. Stephen Fennec, and Joe on their honeymoon went to areas of this movie. Yes, and here I- I've bagged you for that many times. <laughs> and here's what I'm going to say and to now, you, Stephen. And now, if I was within Cooey, I'd go. I want to see Ooh. the house. Well, I want to I, I all- want to walk the streets of of, of Salisbury. I- yeah, it's got I me. I, I, I want to be. I want to go to the top of that mountain. What, a, will, what an amazing place!
0: I will talk more of, uh, about the house and those other things uh, on uh, on the in the things you might not know section of the podcast. But. Okay. Um, Let's get to let's let's talk about the cast, of course, uh mm-hmm. Julie Andrews. she just finished Mary Poppins at the time of this of this and oh, hadn't she, hadn't she been released been. in cinemas yet, so she just wrapped on Mary Poppins and straight on to sound of music, so, so
1: she was still kind of an unknown quantity. I was just gonna say so Mary yeah. Poppins huge sound of music huge, yes at the point of record making this movie, she wasn't actually you know a movie star she was obviously known but so you're saying those two things came out after they were both yeah. made and actually yeah you know well, off off she went set, amazing. Her,
0: set her career up pretty well although before this she'd starred in a hitchcock film she was in a movie called torn curtain which i've seen not a bad movie she co-stars with paul newman in that movie it's worth a watch She's also later in her career. She sort of still made the odd movie. You may have seen a movie she was in later on. uh, Maybe your daughter or might have watched it. The Princess Diaries. Have you seen that movie with Julie? So she's in it with a young Anne Hathaway. Is is in that. Yes, that's Julie Andrews in that as well. Christopher Plummer. What a long and successful career he had. He only passed away in February this year. Christopher Plummer. Oh, wow! uh, At the age, I think he was in his nineties, but. He was in some great films. More recently, he was in a really good movie with Al Pacino and, and Russell Crowe called *The Insiders*, based on a true story of a, a whistleblower in the tobacco industry. Russell wow. Crowe, one of Russell Crowe's great roles. Uh, he also was in the film *All the Money in the World* a few years back. Remember, remember when Kevin Spacey got in trouble for after the Me Too stuff was happening, and he was had these allegations of. Yep. Of, you know, Tampering with a, a teenage boy, and mm-hmm. you know, he was suddenly radioactive. He'd already made the film All the Money in the World in heavy makeup, uh, and, and they replaced him completely. They got rid of him out of the movie, and, put, and Christopher Plummer actually played the role of, yeah. uh, of the, the billionaire, whose name I forget now. Who was a it was it was based on a true story. Okay. Uh, Christopher Plummer actually won an Oscar for a film called Beginners. He won an Oscar for Best yeah. Supporting Actor at age eighty two. He was the oldest winner. In an acting category at the Oscars. Wow! Now the children, a uh, lot, a lot of, a uh, lot of young. They were obviously young actors, but there were two that, that that I'll mention. Nicholas Hammond, who played Friedrich, so the oldest son in the in the family. Uh, he's still acting to this day. He actually lived in Australia at one point, so Australia huh. was his home for many years. And he played the first live action Spider Man in a TV show, wow. in a TV series. Wow. And you may, I don't know whether you're, are you a Lost in Space fan? Did you no. ever watch Lost in Space? Well, I'm a massive Lost in Space fan. And Angela Cartwright, who was Brigitte, who was, I think she was the third youngest daughter. She was mm. the middle daughter. She was also Penny Robinson in Lost in Space. Wow. So uh, there we have it there. So great cast. The kids, I think, they, they were, the children were, were great young actors. I think they did, yes. all did a great job.
1: It was, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the way they were played out because you had a, you know, obviously an older teenage girl um, who played this kind of m- much more mature character? It 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 played perfectly to the characters. Oh, I don't you know, I don't know how hard that would have been at the time yeah. to casting cast was great, do, it was but... not
0: very well cast, yeah, mm. yeah, right.
1: But mate, let's
0: dive into the movie.
1: The hills are alive with the sound of music with songs they have sung for a thousand years. The hills fill my heart
0: with the sound of music.
1: My heart wants to sing every song it hears.
0: So at that point, were you thinking, oh, my God, what am I in for here? Or did you sort of think, that's nice. That's a nice little song.
1: i, I t- tell you what um, What I was impressed by was it was just, it was in your face from the yeah. frame one, you know, after they, after this kind of well, actually,
0: long aerial shot. Remember they were showing you yeah, all parts of Colesburg
1: and Australia. Yeah. And and, it and the it was, it was beautiful. It was beautifully shot. It was in your face, you know, music. And I just went, no, no it, it didn't, it didn't jar me at all because yeah. bottom line, hell she can sing yeah. and whether or not at the time I would have cringed, but now those songs are so iconic. It, it's, it's like seeing a, you know, it's like seeing a movie start with you're the voice. You know, this is this was huge for me. So, I like how
0: they said the name of this movie, movie too in the first minute. That's awesome. The sound of that's music. true, yeah. But it was funny. Did you see that famous shot of her like coming in, and then you see her sort of walking up the hill? So that 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 shot approaching, that was shot in a helicopter, and yeah. apparently what they shot it a few times, and they got her sort of they got the shot of her coming up the hill but she'd always cuz cuz the props of the helicopter were so strong it was she kept falling over because of the downdraft oh, but no. but it was only when she fell down it was they'd already got the bit they wanted but she every single time they tried it they'd knocked her over because the copter got too close well so they, no, they know, the, the other thing about
1: a helicopter just to fast forward to the very end where they're walking up the top of the other big mountain um, I'm looking at that, going. That's not wind. That's helicopter. You know, pushing against the well, against the hill just, there as
0: well. Just okay. You've given up one of my did you notices. That's great because the very <laughs> last bit, the grass is is whipping the gra- wind, whipping the grass on the mountain. In the end, we're helicopter blades.
1: Very. But, but but let me just say on that, yeah. I looked at it and went, it, "It's bloody high up." So it actually looked credible as wind. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: And so we see. So we're introduced to Maria. She's a nun in training,
1: and. The yeah, we know that she's. There was a really nice moment where she runs into the Abbey there, and and you know the 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 rest of them have just finished singing about her, but I I really love the way it was shot. So that and or just generally the screenplay that she ran in and she kind of as if she was as if she didn't see them. She just ran in and then she's like, (laughs) oh, oh, they're there. You know what I mean? I I thought that was a really. Cool and thing.
0: she stopped. Yeah, she stopped and sort of started watching. She goes, "Oh, I'm got. They caught me." So she <laughs> yeah. stopped. Yeah, that's great. But it it was a really good introduction to the movie and and uh, and it established her. You know, she obviously she's a, like a free spirit and she loves singing and she's a nun. So it was a, really- it
1: was a character setup from from the yeah. get go because you've obviously got the music. See, at that point when they go back to the the, the convent, you I'm I'm like, is she a nun? So you got to remember at this point, I don't know who this woman is, right? So I'm confused as to why they're looking for her. Um, who is she? is she, like, a you know, a homeless person that they've been looking after? Like, it, it, I've got no context to this right now. Right. And so when she comes in, you realize that, that she's kind of meant to be there in that sense. And then it's in the next scene where she's actually wearing the habit that you, yeah. that you understand that she's a nun there, but you know, <laughs> the, the song, yeah. like you said about the, the opening song being sound of music, then you've got this, this next song is how do you solve a problem like Maria, which again, is just yeah. a great character set up because it's, it's clear. They've got a problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, so
0: good. That was excellent. And then, and she obviously finds out that she's 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 been asked to go look after the Von Trapp children, and that she's told seven children. She has Seven children. She's she uh, she thinks, wow, what, what have I got ahead of me? And that, that then that beautiful sequence through Salzburg, and she catches the bus then to the Von Trapp house, and singing. I think the song was "I Have Confidence," and she's sort of ging herself up to think, yeah, yeah I can do this.
1: And, yeah. and she runs. She literally runs in, and I think again, this is another really. It's just such a well. You can see why it's, it's so well renowned and, and awards too, because she comes in, and it is. It's an overwhelming room building. Um, and like anyone, she's told to just wait here. But like anyone, you open the first door, and you're like, "What's in this room?" <laughs> and she's yeah. in there, and then the captain, you know, catches her in that room, and basically, you know, again, character setup. From the get-go, here's this guy, you know, that's that's very harsh. He gets the kids down by blowing a bloody whistle, and then he's introducing each of the kids with their own whistle tune and then tells her that she's got her own whistle tune as well.
0: Now, when I want you, this is what you will hear.
1: Oh, no, sir. I'm sorry, sir. (laughs) I could never answer to a whistle. Whistles are for dogs and cats and other animals, but not for children and definitely not for me. It
0: would be too humiliating. Fraulein, were you this much trouble at the Abbey?
1: Oh, much more, sir. Mm. Excuse me, sir. I don't know your signal. You may call me Captain. Such a great
0: line because what a good setup. So the setup was all like he was obviously painted to be this, you know, I think the Mother Superior said, Oh, he's a you know, decorated naval officer, very brave, you know, naval officer. And he he came across as this guy, really hard, hard lined, you know, widower. So no 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 mother around, seven children. And then in Waltz's Maria, who Kind of tell puts him in his place a little bit. Mm. The, the kids sort of play up to that. Do you remember when he, when he leaves and the kids try to take advantage of it and say, oh look, you never you must never come on to, to time on dinner. You must always yeah. eat, <laughs> eat, eat with a lot, make a lot of noise when you eat your soup and stuff like that. And then yeah, it, it, it,
1: it's it's. It's, I love that scene. I can't believe how much I'm loving this movie. but <laughs> yeah, I love that scene because of that very thing where she's just like turned it on its head. She's like, no, no, mate, you can blow your whistles at your children. She doesn't distinctly object to the whistle at the children, but she yeah. says it's not. It's for dogs, not not for children. But she says especially, doesn't she say especially not, not for me, would be humiliating. And I think yeah. it's just this massive comeuppance for the guy, yet... He doesn't just, you know, throw her out of the room. He just gives her a, you know, a line, a very harsh line, and, you know, it's a great setup. And then, then the kid, like the kids, put a frog in her, in a, in her pocket, and she freaks out about that. But really, again, that establishes this, you know, um, mentality of the what kids win for sort of thing, eh? Like, yeah. I like that line when she, when she gets the frog out of a pocket and she
0: screams, and the frog hops out the door. The uh, the other woman, the housekeeper, she says, "You're lucky, as with the previous governess, it was a snake."
1: <laughs> so you think, well, "What the hell?
0: What's up with these kids?"
1: Yeah. So the, scene, the,
0: the the next thing we see is uh, the dinner scene. So they're they're uh, they she is running late for dinner, so she's late. They're all sitting there waiting, and she walks in, and she, as she takes a seat, she sits on a pine cone. So she gets up and goes, oh, makes a lot of noise. She doesn't give up the kids that they oh. put there. And the captain says, Yes, do you always make such a, so much noise? And, and then he's, then she starts saying, Look, I'd love to, I'd like to just thank all of the children for making me feel so welcome. And she kind of guilts them all. Yeah. And they all end up being really upset. All the girls start crying. And the captain's saying, Is this how we're going to have dinner every night with lovely indigestion every
1: night if you're here? So that was <laughs> an interesting little, little meeting there. Yeah. It's, um, it's a nice little, nice little scene because you've got all these, complexities of because when she walked in late my first thought was wait so she listened to the kids you know so you're left thinking did she listen to the kids or um so because my my theory was she listened to the kids in in the sense that she wanted them to think so she trusted them you reckon that's right she wanted them to think that she would do what they said yet in that Literally, the next moment, as she said, she doesn't give him up. So they've got this thing in their head where they're sitting here going, we've got this, we've got the next one, we've got a hook, line, and sinker. And then she just throws the bait back in by not giving him up to the boss. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very smart stuff. Um, and so what, what we see here, we, uh, I think there was a telegram
0: delivered by young Rolf, the, the yeah. telegram dude, and um, I think the, the, the butler comes in and says, oh, there's a telegram. And then she says, oh, who delivered the telegram? she says, oh, I think young Rolf, I believe. And she asks to be excused, and then goes down to meet him. And doesn't specifically get excused, by the way. There's just a lot of yeah. distraction, isn't there? He does the bolt from dinner for sure? But then we, she. It's obvious that there's a little bit of a romance between the two. Yeah, she likes the guy, and uh, she goes down, and and I think they have their first kiss as well. So, but in the meantime, remember they ran into the gazebo, mm. and the gazebo, by the way, was on the salt was on the house. Sound of Music tour. So I actually saw that gazebo. Uh, it's on someone's property, but uh, they let us in to see it. And uh, then the thunderstorm comes out, and then she has to sneak back in the house. And she climbs up through, uh, climbs up to through Maria's room, and she sort of says, "Well, how, how the hell did you get up here?" She goes, "You climbed up there." And then she said, "I think yeah, I think what well, Liesel, no, Brigitte can walk, climb up with a jar of spiders, <laughs> spiders." <laughs> she said, "What?" But it was, it being, it was a thundery night. And so the the first, I think the girls, the youngest girls came in, they were a little bit scared of the thunder. And then the boys who were pretending to be brave, they bolted in as well. So eventually all the children, I think Liesel's getting changed out of wet clothes and all the children are on the bed and they, she asked them, they said, well, what do you do when you're scared? And she says, I think of my favorite things.
1: Raindrops on roses Schnitzels with noodles. Have you ever had schnitzel with
0: noodles? No, but I'm prepared, I'm prepared to thing? give it a
1: crack. Is that a thing? I'm prepared to give it a crack. If she's into it, <laughs> I'm into it. Brown paper packages with string. I don't mind that either. Yeah, we get um, a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get a few deliveries. It, it, the interesting thing about this scene is it does it, it creates the first real impression of Bonding. Um, between the uh, – what, what's the title they give him The governess? The governess. Um, between the governess and the kids. But it also then brings back the combat between the father and the kids. and and Yeah, he storms. Uh, Maria, yeah, he storms. Yeah. In, what the hell's going on here? Bedtime. Yep. You know, there's, there's rules. Didn't hear me tell you the rules and that kind of stuff. So you do have this conflict in your head about how that – like I'm thinking, how is this playing out? Because we also know by now that this guy is going to nick off um, in the morning. He's obviously got – um, job or duties or something going on yep. a woman in another, um, another city in Vienna. Yep. Yep. um and so you're thinking to yourself here so she she's she's in for it because this place is going to leave her on her own with these kids so she needs that rapport and she knows that too like she knows she needs yep. the rapport but uh she, she also like he bagged her heavily at the start for what she was wearing she said I can make my own clothes if you get me fabric. She does that. Then she asks for fabric for the kids, and he says, "Nick off," basically. But she <laughs> looks at the drapes, <laughs> the drapes on her curtain, the curtains on the windows, and you can see that she's obviously thinking about making. Yeah, the
0: housekeeper did. had told her the drapes are going to be replaced. She goes, "Why? Well, they they look fine." And then she gets the idea. Yeah, with the, yeah, and they were like they were funny-looking drapes. They were like green patterns and. Not really sort of clothes. It, it didn't material. look like
1: clothing material to me. You know, they were, they were thick drapes. But, but leaving that aside, she actually does make clothes for all the kids. Um, they go into Salzburg um, and they're, they're, you can just see there's this great rapport. And this is a really important scene because they're willingly with her. They're happy. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on. But the most important thing for me in this whole movie, I, would, I could have stopped watching at this point, is, is this song. <laughs> This song. No. <laughs> a deer, a female deer. Ray. A drop of golden sun. B. A name <laughs> I call myself. Bah. A long, long way to run. So. A, a needle, needle pulling thread.
0: La. A note to follow so. T. A drink the jam and bread. So that will bring us back to dough. So you now so, know what that means, don't you?
1: I, ha- I mean, I know that song by heart. Like yeah. I can smash that one out, <laughs> but I had no idea why it existed. And I think for me, this is why this movie now is, is really fascinating to me because I, I now understand she, she said to them, you know, singing is a wonderful thing to do. And they're like, we don't know how to sing. And so she's going to teach them how to sing. And so this is her way of teaching them how to sing. And so the whole song now just has proper context. I mean, how ridiculous that a movie that's I don't know how many decades old now is now has context for me. Yeah. A song that I've heard all my life has context. It and is. I yeah. literally had no idea why she was singing this, this song about notes. Yeah. But now we, now I know. She was giving
0: them the basics, teaching them the basics and how what you can do. Because now you know all the notes, you can mix them all up and do
1: all the stuff. I with mean, plot hole, but they, geez, they picked it up quick. Um, they, they, they also were, they were, were very well choreographed as a family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, though, I sort of the, the, the this scene was a just a beautiful Salzburg oh. postcard. It was a. A lot of the tour that I did was all in these locations where they right. were singing. There was remember there was a scene around a fountain, and there they were coming up these steps and gardens. So a lot of that you see on this tour, which was uh, really cool. But uh, the next part that we get to is, and you got to remember the the scene where, and so that little sequence, that little montage, if you like, was I think that wasn't just one trip to Salzburg because they were wearing different clothes at times. That's that was right. A, yeah. That was while the while the dad was away. I think that
1: was sort of that period of time. But well, the, also. Uh, also establishing that she wasn't just because remember there's a bit in the early part of the movie where he says their routine is to go out and yeah, march basically around the grounds, yeah. march around the grounds, do their study, focus. They don't the kids don't play. Even the housekeeper reinforced that to them, you know, go go out and do do your march kids and stuff like that. So this scene establishes not only the rapport, but it establishes that they're doing things far beyond what they would normally have done, and there's obviously bigger smiles as a result. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: and uh, we see then there uh, the the, the uh, captain and the baroness and Uncle Max are coming back in the car, and they drive they drive along this sort of road with all these tall trees and there's all these children in the trees, uh, and he at the time not realizing that they were his kids, and the scene that comes that comes uh, when when they're coming along in the rowboat. Now, little fun fact about the house, okay? And I learned this on the tour the front of the house which you see at the very start remember she yep. walks in a big yellow yep. front of the house Big
1: yellow front yeah and the
0: back of the house are two different houses of course They're two different places so they, they made you think that is is one house and the interior that big that big area with the stairs and the everything that's that was just on the a studio in in LA in in 20th century fox so that was sort of the, how the house was made up, but it was that that oh, I actually saw that gate and that part of the water where they fell in on this tour, and the children are coming back to they're rowing back towards the house, and they spot the dad, remember, and they yep. all they all yell out <laughs> and wave, and they all fall out of the boat. Now, little fun little fact: Now you remember the youngest girl Gretel, her she her name was Kim Carath. She was five years old at the time. Now, if you yeah. take a have watched this many times to notice this, if you take a look at the movie, apparently she didn't know how to swim. So the producer said, right, to, to Julie Andrew said, Look, you gotta look after her. When you fall in the water, grab her because she can't swim. <laughs> now, you watch the movie, you watch the movie closely. She falls backwards out of the boat. The boat rocks, so she falls away from the house. Yes. And young Gretel falls towards the house. Yes. So she's on her own. So they had to cut that and then they they rescued her out of the water and <laughs> she, she ended up spewing up water and – it was an interesting little a little incident on the set there, but she wow. she couldn't swim, so it was they uh, they had to rescue her in that at that point. But um, it was an interesting scene, and this was obviously the first the first time the children had met the Baroness. Yes, and you remember yeah. it was funny when the kids are all standing there soaking wet in their in their drapes, and then these are my children. He was kind of half embarrassed introducing them. Yeah, but he, it was he, he, doesn't, the, he doesn't
1: hold back though. He introduces them, even though you can tell he's thinking. Am I yeah, really introducing these people? He, he refers yeah. to the the drapes as well. He re- refers to what they're wearing, so that yeah. you know he's he's disgusted that it's um it's again another pretty full on scene for him.
0: But he saw it. But it's again another disappointment. Like Marie has disappointed him again, and yeah. he, she's talking about like the the they were you know, walking around. He, he asks about that's one of our quotes that you hear later about the drapes and going around Salzburg. But she sort of she suddenly tells him that. Know the kids, he's not noticing his children that they have, they have an almighty argument.
1: Oh, please, Captain, love them, love them. I all. don't care to
0: hear anything further from
1: you I about am my not children. Finished yet, oh, Captain. yes, you are,
0: Captain. <laughs> now you will pack your things this minute and return to the Abbey. So he's basically given her her marching orders. Yep. She sort of crossed the line, sort of talking about her kids and how, you know, Liesel's a woman you'd haven't even noticed and Kurt is hurt that you don't give him attention and he, he sort of tries to act
1: like a man to cover it up. and Pretty much of, everything a father doesn't truth. want to hear, right? Like, yeah, it's a solid well, bunch of things that no yeah. father would want to hear. From it's one kind of the hard well. truth.
0: Yeah, the hard truth that he's hearing from this person who's been around for a matter of days or however long she's been there. But it was the point where, oh, wow, she's, she's got some pretty gutsy what she's
1: saying to this bloke who's supposed to be this feared, revered captain. Because in, in this scene, the Baroness has realised this is going to be a dressing down, and she's like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to leave you two to it. So the kids are inside getting changed because they're all wet. Um, uh, uh, Maria is dripping wet but getting a dressing down from the captain but giving it back as, as well as she can. But then, and this is, this is again, a really such a well-done thing You've got this moment. It just hinges directly into another part where you've got this sound of kids singing. And he's like, what's that? Like, it kind of interrupts the the, the argument where he's like, yeah. what's that noise? And she goes, I taught the kids to sing. I taught the kids to sing so that they would have something to present to the Baroness. And and it's kind of this thing where you, you realise on behalf of the captain that she hasn't been just playing around with these kids. She's been getting them ready for this potential, you know, new mother yeah. to come home and meet, and it's it's a lovely thing because it then they a, walk yeah. they walk inside soft. and see the yeah. kids singing to the
0: Baroness. Yeah, it was beautiful, and and he he I remember him saying, "Oh, of, we, since their mother died, there, there'd been no music in the house." It was yeah. you, you, you at this point you're thinking, "Well, life's obviously tough for this bloke. He's lost his he's lost his wife, the mother of the children, and suddenly to hear the music again, he probably hadn't heard music since before before his wife had passed away." So, yeah. uh, I I wrote in the notes here this is the movie hinges on this scene this is where it takes a turn and you think oh my god so uh, the captain walks back in there and then he 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 realises okay they're singing again and he also has a little song himself
1: every morning
0: Small, and, Small white, and white, clean, and, clean bright. and bright. You look
1: happy, happy to meet me.
0: Because me. that's the oldest daughter, isn't it? That's Liesl, yeah, to yeah. Us, like, doing the harmonies with him. But uh, this was uh, like he'd, he kind of. Dusted off the cobwebs and sort of did something that he hadn't done for a long time. Yeah. And the kids, remember, the kids all hugged him, and he was sort of thinking, there was a breakthrough. They made a bit of a breakthrough here,
1: and, you know, massive breakthrough through for him in in so many ways because it's it's the I thought that's why it was so nice to have Liesel sing with him because it was like him realizing he had this connection with his kids that he hadn't utilized. You know, yeah. music. What a, and look, it's a it's a funny thing because I my, my kids and I love music. Like we we're in the car. We're always listening to music because my kids are always like, "How do you know this song?" And I'm like, <laughs> "WSFM, I know every song." Like, you know, it's 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 this great connection. My kids singing my my songs, Queen or whatever it might be, is is a great joy to me.
0: Yeah. And he,
1: like, I looked at that moment and I went, "He's just he's had this rekindling of this of this kind of love for his kids." It felt like he didn't love his kids. Let's be honest. Up yeah. until this point, yeah. he felt like he was just parenting them. Um, and I I thought it was a great moment because then. He, you, you know, he he notices Maria wet still. By the way, yeah. in in the in the doorway, and she shuffles away, and then he stops, runs out, and and tells her to stay.
0: Yeah, I think he says oh, I behaved badly. Sorry, he sort of apologizes, and uh, then asks her to stay, which was uh, that was a critical part of the movie. But I think what we established uh, slightly earlier was that they were going to throw the Baroness a party. They yeah. were going to kind of announced the, the this new this new couple so the captain and the Baroness introduced to the uh, Austrian society and it was interesting because this movie you, you sort of you saw little smatterings of it through the film where the captain is obviously fiercely Austrian fiercely loyal to Austria mm. so yeah. it, it was got a little bit political at times and you got to remember this movie was set in 1938 which is just on the on the just before World War Two, and, you know, the Germans and Nazis and Hitler and everything's happening, Austria being a neighboring country to Germany, there was uh, what they were called the Anschluss, which was the time where Germany and Austria would kind of become one country. They were, they would join together and uh, the captain, at the party met, met uh, another, uh, I think another, was he a politician or a, I think it may be a former, a, a fellow military guy yeah. at, at the party. And he made a comment about the old Austrian flag at the party. And that was, uh, and how he said, look, it's inevitable what's going to happen. And they had this little exchange. Austria alone holds a monopoly on that tune. some of us prefer Austrian voices raised in song to ugly German threats. The uh, ostrich, there is his head in the sand, and sometimes in the flag. Perhaps those who would warn you that the Anschluss is coming, and it is coming, Captain, perhaps they would get further with you by setting their words to music. If the Nazis take over Austria, I have no no doubt, Herzl, that you will be
1: the entire trumpet section. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a great a, line. Nice It'll pay out. But you got to remember <laughs> just before this too, the kids sang there, so long, farewell of the you of
1: that, mate, that was That was cute, wasn't it? And it then, was lovely. But, yeah. but the thing about the political start of the stuff in this, at this point, I'm not getting it. Like, yeah. I'm, not a hist- I don't, I'm not a history buff. I don't understand Austria versus Germany versus – I don't get any of that stuff. So at this point, I, all I'm establishing is there is there, – there's kind of two sides to something. That's, yeah. that's what I've established at this point is there's two sides to something and clearly the captain is staunchly going to defend his side. He's going yeah. to stick to his guns. And I, I, I think that was well established here, no matter what you knew about history. Yeah. I think the, I think Max even said a couple of things about oh what's going to happen is going
0: to happen and then he turned around and goes don't say that he goes he 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 was he's fiercely believes in Austria and had he was like an op, he was the optimist had the optimistic view of things but mm. a lot happens in this party Ooh, so the, yeah. the kids have gone to bed the captain tells Maria you know what uh, and before this by the way they had their little dance remember the kids yes. Maria was looking after the children a and traditional Austrian that dance, dance, dance wasn't yes. it? And then she, I think, was dancing with Friedrich. And then the captain sort of comes out and goes, "Oh, can I cut in?" And then the captain and Maria do this waltz, and it was it's beautiful dance. And you you see, there's something happening there. There's a bit of chemistry. This mm. sort of scene where I think the Baroness is even looking at the from the doorway, and and then Maria and and the captain are looking into each other's eyes. And the kid says that one of the kids says, "Oh, your face is all red." You know, she's blushing, and and she's horrified. She's thinking, "Oh my god, what have I done?" And yeah, the captain tells her shortly after, saying, look, if you want to stay for dinner, of course you can stay. But she goes, maybe you want to get changed first. She had nothing to wear. Yeah. And this is where the baroness swings in. The baroness sort of, I think, half defending her territory a little bit here. Oh, yeah. She says, you know, uh, you know well, um, you, the captain could hardly take his eyes off you and, and all of this. And, and he was, she was sort of guilting her out a little bit for her feelings. Mm. And the, the baroness said, look, you know, we're – she she goes. Do you do you really? Maria sort of was thinking. What do you mean? She said, "Oh, the captain couldn't take his eyes off you." And she was half embarrassed, thinking, "Oh, oh my God, I, I didn't." And I think mean, that's I the know critical what to, thing know
1: what It it was like the Baroness realised she didn't actually need to be overt and say, "Listen, love, you don't yeah. deal with my man like that." She just needed to plant a seed because she also knew that she would, she'd come from a, a, a convent. And so there's obviously some very strongly held beliefs there. So there's some really, there's some easy things to kind of play on. And so she she just used essentially a form of reverse psychology, if not just a more direct form. But hmm. she used her, her own words to kind of twist the thoughts of Maria. And that made Maria go, well, I'm, I can't have these kind yeah, of yeah, ungodly thoughts, essentially, is what she's thinking. Well, I can't I, have I these thoughts.
0: I'm out of here well the fact i think so what the baroness did is she planted the seed that you know you you could potentially be the end of our union you, you're you'd be, you're a distraction to to him and we were, we're just supposed to get married and i think that was kind of horrified her and she uh, ended up uh leaving the the von Trapp home to get head back to the convent
1: yeah but what's fascinating to me at this point is an intermission <laughs> Oh, so did you watch it on? So you watch it on, on where did on you fetch. watch on, on Fetch? On Fetch. On yes, Fetch. The that version story. was
0: with the intermission. Yes. Right. Big
1: words, intermission. Yes. And I'm thinking, that's how it played in the film. Do theater. I skip yeah. forward because on on Fetch you've got a you can skip forward five minutes or you can you know fast forward at different speeds? And I'm thinking. Yep. What do I do? Because I remember going to the movie theater in Griffith as a kid, and you know, you'd go to intermission, you go and get an ice cream or something. But yeah. how long's it going to be? I literally had no idea. So I did skip forward and realized I'd gone too far, so I went back and then just yeah. fast forward a little bit, and there was another word that came up, which I don't know what it was. Inter- yeah,
0: interact, which means um, the the second act is about to start. So second act. Okay. But um, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a throwback to Broadway. To the, if you go see a Broadway show, everyone no. has an intermission <laughs> and the interact like. And it was, but it's funny how you it was on that version you saw because I've seen other versions. Like if it's on TV, for example, they don't have that. No, of there are other there are DVD versions. Without I thought it, as well. it was
1: great. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a really I thought it was a good, was good thing because yeah. it it kind of did it did it does actually separate the movie too. There is. Uh, You know, there's two separate parts to this movie because at this point now you've got Maria's at the convent. They talk about the fact that she hasn't spoken for days. She's basically in a vow of silence. So the Reverend Mother calls her up and and, um, the Reverend Mother and Maria have a very strong conversation about this, but the Reverend Mother also bursts into song. These walls were not built to shut out problems. You have to face them. You have to live the life you were born to live. Climb every mountain search high and low. Follow every by way, every path you know. Climb every mountain.
0: I've got goosebumps, mate. I love that song. That's a beautiful song. Really? i you know what, I'm, I don't know whether... You big I, I This movie I watched with just the biggest smile on my face because all the music is really lovely. It's really, it's, uh, you know, beautifully sung. And like I said, tells helps tell the story. Like, Climb Every Mountain, that's, that's kind of the, that's the sound of music version of the Rocky theme, you know, where you've got to get yeah. out there and have a go.
1: A big, you know, that, but I was just going to say that. This is the thing about yeah. this Reverend Mother, right? You think, obviously... I don't have any idea what goes on in places like that, but you assume this woman is this, you know, all powerful in in the convent, but she's actually a guiding light for the for these people, right? And so for Maria spe- specifically, who is lost, she's lost. Yeah. Um, she she came into the convent having seen in through the gates as a as a younger woman and wanting to be there, but never really found her place there. And I think the Reverend Mother knew that. The Reverend Mother knew full well she didn't fit in. She was a free spirit. She always wanted to go and sing yeah. and 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 run in the hills. So knowing that and knowing that there was something else going on, she literally clawed out of her that she had feelings. And it's fascinating to me because I would assume that a movie that's that old or a set that old, I thought that it would be frowned upon to, essentially try and, you know, break up a, a relationship like that, you know, from a, okay. you know, very ungodly thing to go and actually, you know, express yeah. your feelings. You know, I, 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 didn't expect that. I did not expect the Reverend yeah. mother to be the one to say, you have to go and, well, and, and, and con- confront con- tell telling the truth. She didn't say confront him, loved... does she? She says confront no. your feelings.
0: Yes, that's right. And she obviously had a lot of affection for the children as well. So she, at the very least, she could be with the children if she can't yeah. be with the captain. So I think that was that was uh, that was something there as well. But um, the 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 fact that she's come back and the Baroness, you know, over the years, and I've read a lot and and heard a lot about this movie about how the Baroness is perceived in this movie. Yeah, and a lot of people perceive her on first or second watch as being really manipulative and and sort of scheming. She's yep. kind of the villain. That's me.
1: I'm there, mate. All the way through her, her yeah. facial expressions, her behaviour, all the way through it. There is a point, uh, actually, in, in the next scene we're going to talk about where you know she talks about you know plenty of people would want to just for her money, or she could just find someone just because of her money. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never. She never. Even though she's a beautiful woman, this is the fascinating thing about the casting here again, yeah. and again, this is obviously subjective, but I, I would say the Baroness is a more beautiful woman than. Uh, Maria yeah. and Rich but, too. Rich a and lot beautiful. of that is possibly yeah. in, in uh wardrobe and things as well. Yep. So I think we're meant maybe we're meant to think that. But uh Maria's clearly a um a more beautiful soul than the Baroness. And I, I all the way through I thought this woman, but not a fan. Yeah. And I think no, I think that was you were kind
0: of meant to feel that way because there were times when Max was saying, Oh, how any any news? And she might she was saying, Remember, oh, there might be some wedding bells, you never know. Like yeah. they, they knew what, what they had. But yet, she still had the 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 courtesy to bow out. Though she, when Maria yep. came back, she catches the captain sort of gazing out at her, and she had the the. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word. She sort of she realised that you know what, I'm not in this race anymore. You you
1: yeah. you you know you've she's got your heart. She 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 realised that what she had in front of her was uh, a life with a bl- like. Think about it. Right here's a woman of money who's about to marry a bloke with seven kids who's clearly in love with the, with yeah. the, you know. And she uh, said the, already, oh, the kids the are nanny. going to go
0: to boarding school, remember?
1: She said the boarding school, yeah. they're, they're off boarding school. There's going to be a conflict there. And I think it's, so this is the point where you go, well, actually, while I think you're a, you know, low life kind of person, that's actually the most noble thing you've done. And it's obviously yeah. a bit selfish because goes. she's it's like, noble. you know, yes. she's like, I've got money, I can get anyone. So I don't need this, even though this would be lovely. And, like, it's clear, she she would be very happy to marry him. It's yeah. not like she doesn't love him, but she concedes. His heart's with, not in it. His heart's his not heart's with, with her.
0: Like, yeah. I think uh, – I love the line where they're on the balcony and, and she's sort of saying to him, look, you know, uh, no hard feelings. I know you love her. And I think she, the line she says, yes, I know there's a woman out there who I don't think's going to become a nun. She's
1: <laughs> going to be a nun now. Like,
0: uh, so he realises and then – he, he goes straight out. Is, uh, he's out there to to talk to her.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know they 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 pretty much cut very quickly to the wedding because it's I like that. Here's the crazy thing about this movie at two hours forty five or whatever it is, it's actually really pacey. Yeah, like it's not yeah. slow. It's not happening. Like yeah, you're right. Yeah. If if you were told to cut it to two hours, you just have yeah. to say nah, We'll take it to another studio. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I don't see how. I'm it's glad possible. you're
0: saying that. I'm glad because I feel the same way. There's a lot in this movie, a lot of story to tell.
1: Well, uh, let me, a lot of let changes
0: me. to happen. What's yeah.
1: fascinating is you could end it here. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, you could true. end it here yeah. because actually, the story of the captain and Maria is is ended. It's closed. She she yep. she's got the man. He's got the girl. The kids got the mum. Like, actually, at that point. It could end. Happy and the ending. only the only thing lurking is all this Austrian flag stuff. And you're like, what is it? What yes. was all that about?
0: Yes. Well, we find that out. They go on their honeymoon, and then they return. Remember, they see the the Nazi flags on his house, and before the kids arrive, he's torn the, the flags down and try to hide it from them. And uh, he he's obviously Austria has fallen to the to the Germans. So they they're all apparently at the time in my research, I found that. The Austrians actually welcomed the Anschluss, as they called it. They welcomed right. it. Everyone thought, beauty, bring it on. The, the, Germany, World War 2 hadn't started yet. And so they right. saw Germany as like another, like an ally. Okay. So the, the the perception of that everyone hated the the Germans in the movie, you're kind of meant to feel that way from the captain's point of view. But in in reality, and we'll get into that a little bit later, the factory fiction, but in reality, the Austrians actually weren't too fussed about the Anschluss and they were quite happy about it. But
1: oh, you can imagine yeah. someone of his stature, um, of his loyalty, given he was in the armed forces, you know, like yeah. you can imagine, even if that was scripted as part of the movie, you could still imagine him really having these, you know, feelings of loyalty to. Oh, the, absolutely. The true yeah. Austria.
0: We find too, that he's been called to duty in the Third Reich's Navy. So he's thinking, well, he's just come back from his honeymoon. He was, he's, this is supposed to be the happy ending, but. Uh, we realize oh hang he's been kind of drafted into the into the german the German navy it's like a whole other storyline yeah it does it has its own little section here You're right but um they decide though to uh, remember he was
1: against the kids singing in public and going to the yep, festival yep. but suddenly they're singing in the festival he's got a plan he's got a plot he's um he's decided that that's gonna be their way out and at that point of the movie all you're doing because you know that he's not going to go with the Nazis. You know he wants out. And so this whole singing thing, he's obviously got a plan. And they they actually drag this out really well, but not yeah. extended because they, they let him sing. There's, uh, there's awards and stuff. There's all these things happening. And then it's not until the very end of the kind of ceremony that they've gone missing. And yeah. that's when the old mate who's, you know, the what what's what, what's the part earlier in the movie you you play the, the trumpeter in yeah. the in the, the third the whole rock. trumpet section
0: yeah the whole is trumpet like section you know I
1: mean? yeah. um he's yeah. like hang on a minute where are they and so the the yeah. chase is on and actually i like this scene it's um it's really well done because uh you know they're off um they they they're actually I, the I, assumed, cemetery,
0: you know? I remember they're in the cemetery with behind oh. the gates i actually well, saw that in the, on well, the I assumed
1: they had yeah. a getaway, right? I assumed yeah. they had a plan, but their plan was to go to the to the, to the um to the abbey, convent. to the yeah. to the nuns, to the convent. Yep. Which didn't strike me as a very good plan because like hang on, you're trapped now. You're in the bloody con- you're trapped with yeah. Nazis on the streets. Like it didn't make any sense mm. to me. But
0: what about what about how they're in the they're hiding, remember the the, the torches were sort of trying to shine? Behind the, they were you know, hiding behind the big gravestones, and then one of the little kids says, "Is now a good time to sing about our favorite things?"
1: <laughs> Maybe not. No, no, keep it Which is a great moment because yeah. it's like she she has it's it's reminded uh, she you would if you're the the governess you're like oh my god she remembered this is what you do when you're scared, and yeah. she's but <laughs> again fact v fiction or even plot holes you know yeah. keeping that many kids that quiet I don't know yeah.
0: What about how Rolf uh sort of he remember he was the he was the messenger boy who with Liesel had a had a, a you know, she was in love with him or had a crush on him and there was another scene I think when he got back from uh, when the baroness came home and Rolf remember was throwing rocks at yeah, the yeah. window and then Rolf saw the captain and he goes okay you've delivered your message you know get out of here and yep. then he says Heil Hitler and then remember he he does the bolt yeah and he was the one who kind of blew the literally blew the whistle on him remember at the end yep. there
1: but and again, it's played kind of really rustic. well because once what well, Liesel realizes it's Rolf, she appeals to his better nature not to do it. The captain goes out and you kind of think they've won him over and, and they managed to get the kids and everyone away. But then he 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 changes his tune tune and he does blow the whistle. But it's interesting because the he captain calls him a
0: boy, because you're just a boy. You're like he got insulted by that.
1: That's right. Yeah. But you don't he doesn't bring up the Liesel thing because you would assume yeah. the captain doesn't recognise him from the rock throwing incident, stuff like that. Again, it's little things you you could have scripted in that would have made no sense. It wouldn't have felt real if he had yeah. recognized him, which I, yeah. think, I thought it was well played. Yeah. Um, you know, a fun little kind of, you know, escape in, in, the, in the car. Um, you know, it's, a, it's great little cars. Like, I love the cars in this. There's an old Audi and there's some beautiful cars in this. They're driving this little Mercedes from the house. Um, and then they're, they're off. Yeah. Um, it, and and they end well, up well, not
0: before the nuns take a few parts out of the germans car that was the
1: best part isn't it because they're <laughs> off in the car the germans are not far behind so you think is there a car chase on here and there's this cranking over of the engine of these two nazi cars and two of the nuns say to the to to, to the boss they say listen i've sinned and they pull out these car parts <laughs> that they've clearly removed from the car so well done really cool
0: all righty. Well, we're going to get into the uh, favourite quotes, and a couple of these quotes are actually songs. What a shock. I'm going to kick it off with this one.
1: How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? How do you find a word that means Maria? Of liberty, jibbit, a will of the wisp, A clown. What is a flibbity gibbet? I still don't know to this day. But a great line, um, how do you pin down a cloud? Yeah. Because it kind of, it kind of sets this picture of, yeah. you know. She's this a free spirit. Yeah, free it's spirit. Really, really well done. I like, Um, a, a favourite song of mine is the 16 going on 17. I am 16 going on 17. I know that I'm not. Fellows I meet may tell me I'm sweet and willingly I believe. I am 16 going on 17, innocent as a rose. Bachelor dandies,
0: drinkers of brandies, what do I know of those? That was nice. Now, that that song... Um, they they both sing by the way the the Rolf the character who plays Rolf and her so it's not it's not just her singing all the time and he, he sort of yes. has a part in it as well it's basically that's the right. theme of the song is like you you know nothing you're a kid you're 16 you're 17 you you know nothing and yeah. he sort of that that's kind of that encapsulates that as well but he he's a, when they fall out of the boat and the captain realizes he goes have my kids been climbing trees today by any chance and he says this. Do you mean to tell me that my children have been roaming about Salzburg, dressed up in nothing but some old drapes? Mm-hmm. And having a marvellous time. They have uniforms. They have straight jackets, if you'll forgive me. <laughs> that was the start of that argument, remember, when she starts yeah, talking yeah. about the... Uh, straight jackets, if boy. you'll forgive me. <laughs> All right, now let's hop into... This is normally the sort of how did that happen plot hole section, but this is yep. the fact of the fiction. We're going to lie through this now in actual fact maria says that she fell in love with the children in real life she she came to the von trapp house as a tutor not as a governess right and she was a tutor for the children and she actually fell in love with the children but eventually she wrote in her memoir that i liked him but i didn't love him but i loved the children and so in a way i really married the children but obviously their, their love developed Maria and Georg married in nineteen twenty seven in real life, which was eleven years before the family left Austria, not right before the Nazi takeover in nineteen thirty eight, as the movie showed. By so oh, the they way. Married
1: before. Yeah. By the way, the name Georg struck me all through the movie until I looked it up and realised it's just George without an E. That's it. That's it. Uh, the Von Trapp children already knew
0: how to sing apparently before Maria arrived in real life, so that was sort of something they played on. And also, too, in 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 fact, Maria, who in the movie sort of played as you know, Julie Andrews, is this m- more sort of demure and not not as not as strict, she was actually the hard taskmaster in real life. She was the the strict one, and Georg uh-huh. was the big softy apparently in real life. So they switched uh-huh. that around. <laughs> there were actually nine von Trapp children as well, seven when they were married, and they had two more children of their own. So oh, right. they, there was nine altogether. Um, the first, Georg's first wife, her name was Agatha Whitehead. She died in 1922 from scarlet fever is how she died. Oh, they don't right. mention that in the movie. And the children's names in the movie were all changed. In the movie, it was Liesel, Friedrich, Louisa, Kurt, Brigitta, Marta, and Gretel. And in reality, their names were Rupert, Agatha, Maria, Werner, Hedwig, Joanna, and Martina. Good idea to rename and, them. Yeah, and later on they had Rosemary, Eleanor, and Johann as well. And, the you know, the, that dramatic ending of them climbing the mountain to get to yes. sort of cross into Switzerland, in actual fact, they caught a train to Switzerland. They, they, they didn't climb a mountain. They hopped on a train and they escaped Austria <laughs> that way. <laughs> Now I already told you about the uh, the house being actually two different houses in Salisbury yep. to make you think it's one. Uh, so that that was part of that that we've already mentioned. But the Maria von Trapp sold the rights to her life story to make this movie. For the princely sum of nine thousand dollars. What? That's what she got for selling it. She she wrote her book was the story of the Von Trapp family singers was published in nineteen forty nine, and there were there was a lot of interest to buy the film rights, uh, and they got the they the Von Trapp family was they were a little bit strapped for cash, and Maria sold the rights to a German movie producer for nine k. So that's what she got uh... for her story. Uh, when in the movie when Julie Andrews who's playing Maria was running remember you mentioned this when she's running to, through the courtyard at the very start she just finished singing, she was singing I have confidence do you remember that, where there's a little bit where she trips over she actually that was an accident that wasn't meant to happen but the director liked it so much that they kept it in the oh. other mistake was when they were having their argument and the captain says the calls captain? Her, he calls her captain yes. and then he goes oh and he says, Fräulein. And that, that was a mistake as well. I thought they that when, when I yeah. saw
1: it, I thought that didn't yeah. feel scripted. It, it looked... Yeah. They kept that in. That real. was a mistake. And right. you,
0: you may also notice early on in the movie when she's meeting the children, she calls him Reverend Captain. Did you, that, that was I don't know where that was a mistake either. She calls him Reverend Captain, um, as if Reverend, Mother you know, Mother Reverend. Oh, whatever. yes. Yeah, Reverend yeah. Mother, yeah. Reverend Mother. Um, in the... Uh, the, the woman who plays Liesl, uh, she was uh, older than her 17. So I think she was 20. Okay, yes. But there was apparently, when she was filming the song, remember she was filming 16 going on 17 in the gazebo? Mm. And remember they were hopping across the benches and jumping around. Remember they were mm. she the guy was holding her hand. She was sort of running along and jumping between the gaps of the benches. Yeah. She apparently heard, twisted her ankle. She fell through the glass in the gazebo and injured her ankle. Oh. So if you really, if you have a really close look, you'll see that she's wearing a bandage on her leg that's covered in makeup. So she's actually bandaged. If you have a really close look, you might notice it in the scene. Oh wow! Now filming took place over a fair amount of time. I think it was like twelve weeks of filming in Salzburg. And Friedrich, who was Nicholas Hammond, he apparently he grew six inches in that time. <laughs> so he had a bit of a growth spurt. Uh, and in in it was actually six months of shooting. They were there. And he had to be shorter than Liesel, but taller than Louisa. Remember how they were to, yeah. to, to demonstrate their age? So what they had to do, they had to have lifts in his shoes, but by the end, his shoes were off and uh, Liesel had to stand on a box to sort of get the height right. <laughs> all righty. Did you notice when um, Georg and Maria, the scene where they confessed their love for each other and their They have their first kiss and you noticed it was shot in silhouette. So you couldn't see their faces. It was a silhouette. Oh yeah. Now the reason for that, apparently there was a light that was making this funny noise, sort of making a raspberry sort of noise, this light. And Julie Andrews had a fit of laughter. She had the giggles and, That She couldn't compose herself, and they say, right, let's just shoot the silhouette so you can't see her smiling or doing anything. So they shot that in silhouette because uh, she couldn't stop laughing, apparently. She had a fit of
1: giggles.
0: (laughs) Now, I hope you're a car man, right? So you would have noticed this. Do you remember the bit where um, they say, oh, they're having car troubles, Captain? Remember they're pushing the car? Yep. And then the SAS officer comes over. He says, okay, can you help the Captain with his car? And he gets in, and did you notice it was a right-hand drive? That's true. Yeah, Yeah. So it was a right-hand drive, but that was actually accurate because Austria went from driving on the left to driving on the right only after the Anschluss. So when they were joined up with Germany, they decided, right, we're all going to drive on the right now. But at the time, because it's a left-hand drive, drive, we drive on the left-hand side of the road, like here in Australia, the steering wheel had to be on the right. So a lot of people picked that up as a mistake, but it was actually accurate.
1: I think that was a little bit you already picked
0: one. this last one about the wind whipping up the grass as they're climbing over the mountains. That was actually the blades of a helicopter that caused that.
1: I think it's credible, though. That's okay, I, I forgive them that.
0: That is pretty good. There were not many drones back then, so they had to set up for the <laughs> helicopter. Yeah, but okay, mate, We're at the end of the show now. Let's have your wrap up and your rating.
1: Uh, I, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Um, I didn't get time to sit and watch it with the kids, I had to just watch it on my own. Um, yep. But I'm. I, I can see us watching it as a family again. Um, as this, your wife watched this? as your wife? Oh yeah, mate. Oh, she would have seen it
0: with her aunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah her, and yeah.
1: and I think on her own a million times. Like you know, yeah. this, again, she's better better tuned. Trevor's
0: watched the sound of music. I yeah. don't believe it. Mission yeah.
1: accomplished. Um, mate, this is a nine out of ten for me. Wow. Yeah, I think this is
0: close to a ten out of ten for me. I love this movie. Yeah. I watch look. it. I'll watch it many more times. I'll, than I'll repeat constantly. what I said
1: at the start. Yeah. The fact that it had. Such great storylines, several. Um, just just made it a better better thing to watch because I, I yeah I just thought it was going to be about a woman singing songs to kids and you know <laughs> winning their affection. Like you know like I, I get what it could have been, um, but I also find it fascinating as I said that you could have ended the movie after the wedding and you could have left yep. all the Austria stuff out. You could easily do a director's cut of this that doesn't have anything to do with. Like in cancel culture, they yeah. might, you know, maybe the one day they will, where there's nothing to do with the war in it or something. But yeah. you know, you could almost easily remove all that stuff.
0: You could, yeah. There was that thread, though. Sort of, he was sort of talking about this, and you knew it was coming. It was kind of a thing that was inevitable. Yeah. that was going to happen. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. Though it is a distinctly, a distinct different section of the movie for sure. Yeah, it's a whole other arc. Well, I'm really happy that you finally watched this, and I'm even happier that you liked it. That was, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased
1: with that one. This could have gone one of two very strong oh, ways yeah. and uh, it landed we well
0: will, for you, mate. You <laughs> might put it on in the Tech Guy Theatre here one night for you to see it to see it properly, mate. Big screen, good, good <laughs> sound. We'll, so we'll do it properly. Anyway, that's the end of The Sound of Music. I'm glad that we could take you through that. I'm glad Trevor liked it too. But uh, next week, looking forward to next week's show. Again, another film based on a true story. A little bit more recently, though. The Wolf of Wall Street, Ooh, yeah. starring Leonardo DiCaprio and directed by the great Martin Scorsese. So uh, you better get ready for that one. That's a three-hour movie, by the way, so give yourself plenty of time. Yeah, Martin Scorsese doesn't make short movies. <laughs> and you know what? It's worth every minute. You need that minute. A lot happens in this movie, which you've never seen before, have you? You haven't seen Star I,
1: I feel like before. this is a plain one. There's definitely yeah. bits of it that, that, that I know. I, d- I don't know the story, but there's bits of it yeah. I've seen, but not. I couldn't, I couldn't rewrite the story for you. Looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. As can...
0: am I. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. That is The Sound of Music. Trevor Long has finally watched The Sound of Music, and I've watched it for the 400th time myself. Have, Thank have you we for done ourselves it? a
1: disservice by, by watching it now and not saving it for like two years down the track at the point? Oh, we'll
0: watch it again. We'll do a rewatch. We'll do a re-watch so you oh. can, can watch at it. <laughs> But in the meantime, mate, you've got uh, some of your your homework for next week is The Wolf of Wall Street. As I hope you guys listening will also uh, maybe give it a watch before our show next week. And also leave us a rating if you you like the show. We'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. And this is why we enjoy hearing your feedback, even if you like, maybe even suggest some movies you'd like us to cover. Absolutely. So we're open to suggestions if there is a particularly uh, good movie you'd like us to cover. I have already mapped out a quite a long list of movies for us to get through. But if so enough
1: I, people suggest um, Cars, yeah. we will watch it. <laughs> I'm pretty
0: sure, though, the movies that people are going to suggest are on my list. I'll be very surprised if it isn't. All anyway, right, that's the show. Thanks a lot, Trev. Chat to you next week. Talk to you then.